Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We have summited the mountain, dead center of our work week. I was actually counting the number of weekends that I have left until wedding weekend because it's two months out now. The number of weekends I have left where I don't have to travel or other obligations, and there are four. So as much as it feels like the time is dragging because I'm waiting for a big event in in the future, four free weekends left before the end of the year. (laughs) You guys, if you haven't decorated for Halloween yet, then you're way behind the eight ball. I'm just about this weekend to decorate for the fall, and I feel like I'm behind. And The the leaves are starting to turn now uh, in many parts of the Northeast, and it's the beautiful fall weather that I absolutely adore makes this my favorite time of the year. We're heading into week seven in the NFL, which is crazy. College football, they're more than halfway through their seasons. Heck, we are two months away from bowl season in college football. The NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball in its postseason, it's all happening in October, which is why we call it the fulcrum. Goodness. Okay, our hump show means you get to ask Amy anything that comes up just over 30 minutes from now. So find us on our show Twitter after our CBS. We're going to get to some of your funny responses about crazy athlete injuries that you remember. And and we're looking for ones that were kind of bored out of anger, uh, emotion. Also on our Facebook page, thank you for your kind words about Penny. She's doing much better and goes to the doctor on Wednesday, because it will be a Wednesday. It'll be your hump day Wednesday. If you're already awake on your Wednesday, well, good morning to you. 855-212-4227. But you're going to have to wait because we're pleased to welcome Cynthia Freeland. She is the queen of data science for NFL Network. You can catch her with the cast and crew of thousands on game day morning on Sundays. They have a lot of fun, and she always gets these really cool assignments where she interprets the trends that interprets what's happening on the field in these amazing analytical formulas. Just awesome how her brain works. Uh, And so it's always good to have Cynthia, but it feels like forever since we've had you on the air. So it's good that we're rectifying that situation. Well, let's start there with your trends and your ideas, your observations. Now we're through six weeks. We've seen enough at least a third of the season. So what are a few of the trends that stand out to you in that brain of yours, girl? <laughs> we have. I mean, I think it's it's funny because we've kind of seen like the first, like the, usually it's like four weeks until sort of the data starts to become reliable and you kind of know what teams look like. It's really taken up like six weeks to kind of to kind of get there. So it's a little later. Maybe that has something to do with the fact that you know, we're not seeing as many people play in preseason as we have in the past. But I, I also think it's because we're kind of in this, like, defenses are now sort of catch up to the way offenses were trying to play for the past two years. 
and we're 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 seeing the defenses catch up. Yeah, that's really interesting that you say that because I generally talk about how the first month is about teams settling into some type of consistent rhythm, and yet here mm-hmm. we are six weeks through and still have very few teams that are consistent week in and week out. It still feels like it's kind of spotty at times. Sometimes I feel like I'm watching different teams, right? Like, I mean, obviously the Bills had to deal with a bunch of injuries, but I feel like I've seen several different Bills teams even when they were fully, <laughs> like, fully staffed, right? And I've seen several different, like, the Eagles teams, and I've seen several different versions of the, you know, I will say that, you know, the, the Seahawks, they were missing both of their tackles, so that's maybe a thing. But, you know, you've just seen lots of different versions of the same teams in the Bengals. I mean, who's been more bipolar than them, right? Like, right. they started so slow. And then now, last game against the Seahawks, their red zone defense was really on point. So, you know, you're like, well, what, what, what am I even looking at here? So now the data is starting to sort of regulate. That's interesting. Well, then, who are the most <laughs> consistent teams, according to what you've seen with the numbers? The sad part is that, like, sometimes consistent means <laughs> not great. So <laughs> in, for fantasy, you always want to play running backs against the Broncos because four out of five weeks, it's just been an absolute nightmare for the Broncos' run defense. So, But the, but the reason is, in a lot of ways, the way that they're playing and they haven't adjusted yet. So that's the type of thing that has been consistent. Let's see, we'll be on the positive side and I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm from Michigan. So like we're, we're born and bred to like think that the lions are always going to lose, but the lions have actually found ways to, you know, really get a run game going despite lots of injuries, including to David Montgomery. Like I'm pretty sure Craig Reynolds will have a, a pretty significant use case in this next matchup. So against the Ravens even. So it's really O-lines have been consistent, and again, teams with consistent O-lines have consistently played better, right? Like, we didn't see the Eagles falter until they lost both their right guard, who's on IR, and then obviously their right tackle, Lane Johnson, who's like one of, if not the best in the business. He went out in that Jets game, and, and you saw what happened, so... That's the type of thing that, you know, I I would say, oh, lines are the thing I feel most comfortable with. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And considering that running the ball and stopping the run are still two very important factors in being a winning football team, no matter how much the game gets reinvented, you still hear people say, if you can run the ball and stop the run, Mm -hmm. that's the key to being a success. All right, well, let's talk about the Lions, because I'm pretty sure I saw you dress up your dog as a lion, and (laughs) I'm sure that was fun for him. At what point would you begin to believe that the team is legitimate and they're not going to let you down, Cynthia? I don't know. I mean, they haven't won a playoff game, like, in my life, at least not that I was, like, you know, able to, like, have, like, a, a thought that wasn't, like, a whatever babies think, you know? I, I will say, like, look, look, when I look at the data, I do all my data blind. So when it, like, for example, when my model spits out that the Lions are going to beat the Ravens this week, I'm, like, as a fan, I'm, like, oh, God, please don't, like, ugh, don't jinx it or whatever. But, you know, I, I think that their ability for their, you know, defense to really pick up the slack we will see what the defense if the defense is legit this week as opposed to weeks past where we it's clearly improved they're they're able to rush the passer a bit more they're able to stop the run pretty well way different from last year but is that enough I don't know or is that a function of who they played a little bit like we'll get a chance to really see this week I know that they are missing David Montgomery, and last week didn't have Jameer Gibbs, but Jared Goff and his group of receivers have been really consistent, and you're going to laugh at me and maybe yell too, but I started throwing Goff out there as an early, very early MVP candidate. Sorry. I like it. 
No, I like it. Listen, I, I really, first of all, I want him to succeed for a lot of reasons. One, like, I don't, I, like, he's such a nice person that it just felt like he was done dirty. You know, like, yes. it felt like they were like, eh, you're just, like, not good enough. And as far as, like, you know, you, people we've interviewed or people we've met at the Combines and people we've studied and, for me, people that I've tracked since college, et cetera, like, Derek Goff is a really, like, he's, like, a kind person. So I, I always like to see someone succeed. So I'm with you on that. If nothing else, you're definitely going to want to keep playing him in fantasy because he's really put out some good fantasy, mm-hmm. especially, you know, there's six teams on a bye this week and there's a lot of injuries going on. Like, Jared Goff, you are totally playing in fantasy. Cynthia Freeland is with us from NFL Network, crunching numbers now six weeks in. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. So the Lions have one of the best records in the NFL. So do the Dolphins at 5-1. and one. Please, Cynthia, how do the numbers explain the Dolphins? Well, first of all, speed is real. Like a lot of people talk about, like, you know, like you hear things and people are like, yeah, like what's the difference? You know, you know what? We always see it. I keep, they keep coming back to the combine, but you know, you always see it at the combine. These guys run these blazing fast forties and then they're not always like, they don't always work out in the league, right? Like these guys are like, whoa, you're not first on draft pick because you ran four to eight or whatever. But the actual fact is that the guys who can translate that to the field, they have a massive advantage. Seven of the eight fastest next-gen death ball carriers this season so far are all performances by the Dolphins offense. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is they've done a masterful job creating enough run game so that the, that, that the quick passes still work and the defenses aren't, are tricked enough. Because what they're really doing is they're having two uh, throws, like 2.37 seconds. It's the second fastest in the NFL. And they're having to just, like, deal and get rid of the ball and then asking for yak. And, and it's working. And then they're having Raheem Mostert or whoever their running back is because, obviously, hmm. Devin Achan, who changed his name, Achan, he <laughs> was averaging, like, double digits. You don't average that for a whole season. But what they were doing was working, and it's also working for Raheem Mostert. So the the truth is is they're really staggering the looks, and they're they're kind of like they're just out ahead. You're actually noticing now that some of the teams, some of the plays that they threw out there and put on tape, like in that 70 burger that they put up against the Broncos, other teams are copying those plays now. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike McDaniel clearly has some kind of creative, innovative mind in that. I mean, he's the, his... his mind is crazy. He's <laughs> my, <laughs> like in the best way possible. I say that as like, if I could like just have a, a daily monologue of what he's doing, I would, I would be all in. Like, I'm like, please <laughs> just tell me what you're saying. Driving, like what he eats taking care of his daughter. Like, I think that there is like, I think there's like a running monologue of just like amazing stuff in there the entire time. Well, you know, he got distracted by a pair of white crisp shoes that a reporter was wearing at a press conference recently and just stopped to comment on them. So yes, it's like stream of consciousness. (laughs) Correct. Correct. I think we actually think we hear a lot of it, but can you imagine if that's what he's willing to tell reporters, like what's going on in his actual head, if that's what he's saying to reporters. <laughs> oh, I see a purple line. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's the best. Okay, so in that division, the Buffalo Bills have been the reigning champions for a few seasons, but they're facing a major challenge. They did get that victory over Miami, but we've seen the Bills offense also at times, well, three quarters this past weekend go scoreless. Uh, what stands out about a team that you are very familiar with having spent time with them the last few preseasons a couple things first they you know it's never easy to lose even if it's not on the same side of the ball you lose two three actually of your best players they lose Tredavious White and then the very next week 
they lose like two guys in the middle. So obviously they need their safeties. They need, you know, they need Matt Milano, my BC friend. And then of course they have this defensive tackle, Daquan Jones, who's also awesome. So you lose like a lot. You have, it just changes things. It just does. And those are like, like Matt Milano, off-ball linebackers don't get enough love just in general because <laughs> we don't really know. Like they, they don't have – I think it's because like they need a rebrand. Like they don't have a lot of good like staff, right? Like that you don't really see it. It's off, It's not often that you see like – maybe they get a couple sacks a year, but not like, you know, double-digit sacks, something like that, right? Right. Like they need like a better – they need a better branding. Like, oh, like <laughs> this is a linebacker tackle or whatever. But Matt Milano is that guy. And Daquan Jones against the run specifically, like that guy is like super underrated. So – when I'm looking at like how they changed their thought process, and then I think they went over to, you know, to England a little bit late, which is it doesn't seem to work out if you don't travel with more than 48 hours ahead of time, and it it didn't work out. But then they came back, and obviously, you know, it's a familiar opponent with Brian Dable. They they know a lot about each other. They, you know, that's just that always looks a little different. People are like they should have blown them out, but like I'm gonna say, say asterisk there, like. Dable knows how to get in. Dable made Josh Allen who he is. <laughs> so clearly, when you make the machine, like Dr. Frankenstein knows what to do with the monster, like more than anyone else. So that's how that works. The monster. I love that. Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network. You can see her on NFL Game Day morning on Sundays. It's a cast and crew of thousands, but she's unique with the data science. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Just out of curiosity, what would you think about flag football in the Olympics, Cynthia? I'm all in. I think like we sometimes forget because we see like regular football, like how hard that is for just to get it kind of going places. Like <laughs> my sister lives abroad, so they stay up late to watch it. But like flag can be, you can play that in recess. And not to say that, you know, I'm not diminishing how great of athletes they are, but like sometimes things are a bit more tangible when you can do them. So it's just a lot easier and a lot less, you know, the level of effort in order to get people interested in like really loving flag is just so much lower than the bar for a regular tackle football. So I think that it, like, number one, it's great. And two, like, I hope it really opens like a huge doorway to women being able to have collegiate level flag football, more scholarship, getting some NIL money. Like I like me some athletes and I think that it is incredibly athletic and it is a hard, it is still a hard sport despite the tackling. Maybe it takes off the way pickleball has for people who don't necessarily or can't necessarily play tennis, but this is a good option. See, here's my problem with pickleball. <laughs> I love pickleball, but I don't want to watch someone else play pickleball. I do not. Right? Nope. No, I like, I'll play. I want to watch people play flag football, though. But you have to remember, people across the world, like, they don't get to watch it as much as we do. And I think it's like, I'm like, you're going to like this one, I promise. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about, we mentioned a couple of the other the 5-1 and one teams. You talked about the Eagles not being as consistent. They don't seem to be the same team that they were when they went to the Super Bowl last year. Yes and no. Because remember, like until they went to the Super Bowl, it didn't look the way that it looks now. I think part of it is we've seen a number of injuries. For example, last week, Jalen Carter, their rookie defensive tackle, who's, mm-hmm. you know, really darn good, he wasn't playing. And that makes a big difference because this is a team that's really good at stopping the run, but it's going to be different without him there. They're used to him playing. They obviously Javon Hargrave is now a Niner, went to it, went to the enemy, you know, like they're missing Mm -hmm. the pieces have to like figure, figure out some like new ways 
to get the old push that they had. They're getting there. They also have two new coordinators on offense and on defense. So it's not it's not going to look the same right away. But I, you know, you look at some of the things going on and, and you see like, okay, one, obviously Devontae Smith, like a really good player. He's only been targeted like on 20% of plays, which is right. not a lot. You know, like usually a guy like him, you'd see at least like 27, 28. Like that's not a, that number doesn't feel right. And sure, A.J. Brown's, like, lighting things up, absolutely four games of 125 or more. Like, that's great, but it's starting to become something where, you know, offenses or defenses rather know what that offense is is made out of. But they have such a multiple attack. that This is a really interesting game this weekend between the Eagles and the Dolphins because I would kind of say something the same about both. I trust both of their offenses way more than I trust either of their defenses especially with how banged up the defense has been on the, in the, in the back end for the Eagles. So, you know, slays banged up, et cetera. So that's where I'm like, Hmm, interesting. That's what I'm, who, who has the best, who has the best plan to to get out of trouble from the other one's offense. (laughs) I wouldn't have thought that the Eagles, and they obviously can put up points, but the way they played to this juncture in the season, that they, if it's a track meet, that they would be keeping up with the Dolphins. You know, it's funny you say that. We all saw that 70-point game, and then you see mm-hmm. the averages, and then you see what they do, like, last week. When they, but remember, they got down two touchdowns in order to have to come back from that. So I don't think they'd like to be in that situation. And, I, I mean, I would imagine, you know, it's it's a much – no, there's no shade here for, you know, the Panthers, but – you can't let that happen when you play the Eagles. If you get down two touchdowns to the Eagles, it's that's going to be a really hard deficit to overcome. So I, I, you're right, but part of the reason why they've had to have, other than that 70-point game, so much offense is their defense has been a bit suspect in certain areas. All right, so one more thing that I think is really fascinating. I know Anthony Richardson may not play the rest of the season, so his rookie campaign truncated a little bit. Frank Reich talks about how Bryce Young is really close. There are a lot of people who rave about what he's done so far. We know what C.J. Stroud has done. How do you evaluate rookie quarterbacks when a lot of times they're on really bad teams? Well, that's the problem, right? I mean, I think it's more interesting to – like, I don't think there's anything wrong with Bryce Young. I think he has kind of – what I would say is a, a pretty normal trajectory. Like they, they haven't really asked him to do a lot. He's got, you know, not the fastest receivers. I mean, Adam Thielen has been a really great addition to the team, but they do not have a lot of speed and dynamic talent in terms of their wide receivers or tight ends. A lot of teams make that with a tight end. And I, I think that just what it really says to me is that CJ Stroud the fact that he's like top five in the NFL and completing downfield passes, which are 10 plus air yard passes. And he's had for many games, like four of his five old linemen haven't even been playing. Like the regular starters haven't been playing and they've been done it, you know, largely without a, a reliable run game. Like I think it just says more about CJ Stroud than it does about like, like again, Bryce Young will be fine. Just give the guy a chance. But I think maybe we underestimated how fast C.J. Stroud could pick up this level of the game. Obviously, Gerard Johnson, who's his quarterback down there, was a was also a quarterback himself in the league and came from you know a, a, that type of you know they don't have the similar bodies at all. Like Gerard Johnson's <laughs> much larger, but but the point is is you know sometimes you get a good teacher 
and things really do actually come together quite quite well for you. Mm, I like the impact of Doug Peterson on Trevor Lawrence. Not that he for wasn't sure. already a great quarterback, and we know what he could do, but the fact that he had someone who spoke his language, it, it meant such a difference from year one to year two. 100%. I like that. Good stuff. I always learn something from you, Cynthia Freeland. Always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can find Cynthia on Twitter and pictures of Gordy uh, at C Freeland. And she does the data science for NFL Network on game day morning on Sundays, which is a lot of fun. Uh, just good stuff in that brain that we like to pull out. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes, girl. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It's great talking to you. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I am so happy for me, too, but it's really neat to hear from friends all over the country, some of whom, in the case of Cynthia, I haven't seen in person since the Super Bowl in Atlanta, I think, was when I first met her. It it goes back away, and yet we've stayed tight, and she's always welcome here on the show, but we bond over being dog moms for Penny and Gordy and... Sports, yes, but also running and fantasy football. She's the commissioner of my league. Uh, and so, yeah, we've we've become fast friends, even though we've spent, gosh, fewer than 60 minutes in the same place together ever. <laughs> that is one of the, I think, one of the benefits of being so connected via social media and via just in general, electronic communication makes it a lot easier to have friends over the miles. Gosh, I have a lot of friends who've done long-distance relationships in the past, some going back decades, who did not have the benefit of cell phones or texting or video calls. Now, Bob and I don't do a lot of video calls. We actually, we talk about it. We do it for date nights, but we end up doing more just regular voice calls because we're both busy in our own houses while we're on the phone. So last night when I was on the phone with him, I made a pot of chili. I washed dishes. I folded laundry, heated two loads of laundry. So we end up doing other things so that we can spend time together, even as we're accomplishing what we need to accomplish on any given night. Um, but long distance relationships, they're so much easier now than they used to be, say 20 years ago. I can't even imagine. Remember pen pals? That's not really a thing anymore, but it was a necessity back then. Anyway, so for Cynthia and I, it feels like we're fast friends and sisters, even though we've not spent a whole lot of time in the same place, but we're already looking ahead to Vegas to be sure. All right, on Twitter, After Hours CBS, last chance to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. It comes up inside of the next 10 minutes on our Facebook page, too. Oh, goodness, some of your responses about about freak or emotion-induced athlete injuries, we're getting those as well on our social. Uh, so, yeah, there's plenty, plenty going on with our traffic to social media now, so you can join in the fun on The Hump Show. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hours Podcast. Broke my foot um, on Saturday. Um, so I'd rather just get it out there and say it and not have y'all speculating. And then after the game on Saturday in Missouri, you ask. I called Coach Tanner, told him, make sure he was okay with it, and he died laughing when I told him. So obviously there's not a lot of empathy from him. Um, it was uh, uh, after the game, and certainly that was a gut-wrenching emotional loss, and, and uh, I was frustrated. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That is the voice of South Carolina coach Shane Beamer, who admits he broke his foot in a burst of emotion, is frustrated about the game, and then just went ahead and confessed it so that people wouldn't ask him. What other athletes and or coaches, or maybe it's you personally, in a fit of emotion, whether it be rage, anger, frustration, annoyance, irritation, (laughs) self-deprecation, whatever it is, tears, sadness, devastation, you can remember even they or you getting injured because of one moment which you completely lost your mind. (laughs) On Twitter, A-Law Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. We're getting set to answer your questions for Ask Amy Anything. So you can also send those to our Twitter show, Twitter, or our Facebook page. I love the fact that you're still voting for TD of the Week, so finding the poll now. You don't have to ask me about what I ate for dinner last night, but I will tell you, I'm sure we've all been in this situation at some point or another. I have nothing to eat in the house. Even my canned goods are depleted. I was eating a lot of what I had and just kind of worked out that before I went to Atlanta over the weekend, I finished up my fresh goods, meaning my salad, uh, my salad stuff, my fresh veggies, my eggs, just a lot of my milk. It's all gone. And and that's great because it worked out perfectly. How often does it not work out perfectly? And then you either have to give it away or throw it away or that kind of thing. But I've also found out that I don't have many I don't have a lot of meat in the freezer right now. It just happens to be one of those times where both the cupboards and the fridge and the freezer are relatively bare. Pain. So last night I was trying to figure out what in the heck should I make for dinner? And I thought, okay, I'll make some chili. I at least know that I have some beans, some tomatoes. I have, I was pretty sure I had some ground turkey in the freezer. 
but I thought about it too late. I didn't pull the ground turkey out of the freezer until about an hour before I was hungry. So it was still completely frozen solid. Instead, Jay, I pivoted to white chicken chili, but I cheated. Cheated? (laughs) Do you ever just, well, I shouldn't ask you this. This is a rhetorical question. Do you ever just start throwing stuff into a pot? Just let's just see what happens. Let's just see how it tastes. I've done that right. before. So I decided I had a I had a can of white white meat, like chunk chicken, threw that in the pot, then threw some white cannellini beans in the pot. Then I did have actually the seasoning for white chicken chili, so I threw that in the pot. Beef broth, because I didn't have any chicken broth. So I put in my white chicken chili, I put beef broth. Uh, I put garlic. I had some onions and peppers. That's where I kind of got away from it being white, uh, had the onions, but then added bell pepper, had mushrooms. They were white mushrooms. So that kind of went along with the theme. And then I said to Bob, should I add some corn? Ooh, that sounds good. Sure. Why not? It wasn't white corn. It was yellow corn. So I do have some other colors in my white chicken chili, but it's tasty. It was pretty good. I ate my last slice of bread. <laughs> I mean, it worked out, right? It did, but I've got nothing. And this morning I should go grocery shopping, but I don't want to. I just want to go home and make sure Penny's okay and just yeah. That's fair. It's it's right. I, I don't want to whine about our schedule, especially since last night I ended up working from home. Thought I was gonna get to bed earlier. No, I had to wait for the Amazon Prime driver. He it didn't wasn't bring your fault. he didn't bring Penny's donut collar until eight o'clock in the morning so i had to wait for him to show up do i sound like i'm whining i kind of do don't i um no <laughs> you had to think about it would you try the white chicken chili with non-white vegetables i'd give it a shot would you yeah you don't really like chili though um no not my favorite but if it's there it's like, not spicy i see i kind of like spicy i'm a i'm a spicy oh, food well then why guy. don't you like chili i don't know just not something that I ever like would order but if it's there, like, I'd, I'd give it a shot. Your mom's never made chili? No, maybe that's why. I never got into huh. it because she never really made it. Interesting. Okay. I suppose there's that. Plus, the fact that you said order chili as opposed to making some chili of your own. No, that's crazy. <laughs> All right. My chili has vegetables, so I know for sure you wouldn't eat oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, that's out. You're allergic. Jay's allergic to vegetables. He might I be had only, like one or two the other day. The only 30-something on the planet who's allergic to vegetables. Kids, maybe. Producer Jay's allergic to vegetables. All right. Questions for Ask Amy Anything. Last couple of seconds here on our show Twitter, on our Facebook page. You can also answer our question of the night. And if you two would like to check out what Penny looks like in a funny donut collar, well, Poor dog. She had no idea what was happening. You are listening to the After Hours. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Podcast. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Time to ask Amy anything. Sort of. Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. Just a reminder, if you don't hear your question posed on this edition of Ask Amy Anything, not only does Jay save questions, so you might hear it on a future edition or a video version, but... I always go back and answer questions on both Twitter and Facebook during the day on Monday. It's going to have to wait till Penny goes to the vet. However, I will get to your questions. And if I can answer them quickly and succinctly, I will do that. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Producer Jay has got the questions. And uh, people every now and then will say, why don't we do Ask Jay Anything? Here's the simple answer. Because it's, it's. Non-alliteration, and I, I actually came up with Ask Amy Anything because of the A's. Also, we did do that once. Yeah, we've got a video up on our YouTube channel. Go check it out. Ten questions with producer Jay. All right. Well, I just will start off by saying that I got tons of questions about Penny and asking how Penny's doing. So. Oh, she is doing much better. I got a spray to put on the hot spot, and it gave her some instant relief. She... Didn't flinch as much when I tried to touch it. I had to cut out some matted hair. I'm still taking her to the vet because it's a, a large spot, but it's it's not nearly as raw. The color is much more of a, a white as opposed to a bright red. Uh, she, she adjusted to the donut collar around her neck. She got some good sleep on Tuesday, so Penny is on the mend. All right. So you were in so, Atlanta last weekend doing some things. So, so we got to start here. What cupcakes did you choose for the wedding? Oh, good question. Thank you for asking. I guess I did tell you about my best friend's dog who likes baked goods and ate six cupcakes while we were out picking up our dinner. We had to start over with that particular group of cupcakes. Yeah, we were very scientific about it. We were extremely nerdy about the process of of choosing what options and what flavors and it was awesome. You guys, it was so much fun. We had a control group. We had notes. We had photos. We had a scale, for heaven's sakes. And what we decided, after trying a half dozen different cupcake varieties, we've narrowed it down to two. And I brought samples back with me to New Jersey so that Bob can try them next weekend when he's visiting. And actually, my brother's coming to hang out with us because I want him and Bob to spend more time together. So my brother and Bob will have the final say. But are you ready? White chocolate raspberry with chocolate ganache filling and buttercream frosting. Beautiful. That That is all definite. It will either be vanilla cupcakes or coconut cupcakes. And you would think coconut would be overkill. We thought we we're not going to need the coconut. But then we tried the white chocolate raspberry with chocolate ganache filling in the coconut cupcakes. Oh, Light tasting, just another level of decadence 
And so we know all of those factors. White chocolate raspberry, we know how to slice the raspberries, not puree the raspberries. It's white chocolate chips, not white chocolate buttercream frosting. We tried all of these things. I think we each ate eight cupcakes over the course of 12 hours on Saturday. We paced, we paced ourselves. But it's either vanilla or coconut cupcakes. And so Bob and my brother will get to decide which kind of cupcake. But we're also going to have... Purple, purple pearls, I can say, and little purple flowers on top to go along with my predominant color for the wedding. Nice. Yep. Those sound great. Amazing. And my best friend Stephanie is making them. Uh, she will actually make them at my mom's in her kitchen the day before the wedding. So these will be fresh and delicious. I'll send you all kinds of photos of the cupcakes. Maybe not wedding photos, but definitely photos of Cupcake the food. photos. <laughs> All right, we'll do one more here with the wedding. You ready for this? Okay. Lisa wants to know, well, she says, I was at a wedding where the bride and groom were huge Steelers fans, so everything was black and gold. Really? Is there any kind of sports theme you'd find acceptable for your wedding? No. No, sports is my job. I understand I'm different than a lot of people. It's not that I don't love sports. It's not that I don't appreciate them. They've provided me with a long and extensive career, but no. <laughs> Bob is a college football fan, and he listens to the show, but he's not a humongous sports fan either. So absolutely not. We're, we di- we rarely talk about sports, and I mean rarely. I would say 2% of our entire conversation over the last year has been about sports. And you know what? My family doesn't talk to me about sports. They know me as Amy, not Amy Lawrence. And I'm just wife-to-be, daughter, sister, auntie, friend. None of that has to do with my job. So, no. Sports are not my passion. Radio is my passion. Sports are not my passion. Well, that kind of goes into what my next one, which was Lloyd, who was going to ask, do you like talking sports with your family and friends <gasps> if you're not working? No, I don't. In fact, if a guy wants to, well, this is pre-Bob. Sorry, Bob. Uh, if a guy wanted to talk about sports with me on a date, it was a it was a red flag right away. Nah, I need a break from it. It's funny because a lot of my friends in the business would say, I got to marry someone who's in the business so they understand. And I get that. But I recognize over the course of the last 10 to 15 years, I need to get away. When I'm with my family and friends, I don't want to take work with me. It'd be like if you're a plumber and all you do is talk plumbing while you're with your family and friends. No. <laughs> <laughs> talk plumbing, talk some shop. <laughs> All right. This one comes in from Seb, I believe is pronounced, S-E-B. Okay. Uh, she wants to know, how many half marathons have you run, and why did you start running half marathons oh, in the first place? That's a great question. Thank you for asking. I've run seven. My seventh was in Tropical Storm Ophelia about three weeks ago. I haven't yet gotten back to running. It was so traumatic, but I will. It, there are a couple of reasons I got into it. Number one, I needed a new athletic challenge, and running long distance will never be easy for me. I was always a sprinter. I ran cross country. That's a 5K. That's nothing, at least for me. But it was a huge challenge. When I started, I couldn't even run five miles without really laboring. And now, well, 13 will never be easy. It stretches me. It gives me a goal. It obviously helps me stay in shape. But I, I enjoy the fact that it's never going to be easy. And that over the course of a 13-mile half marathon, I struggle. I hit multiple walls. Mentally, I have to fight through. No, I never, ever want to run again in Tropical Storm Ophelia or any other Tropical Storm. That was brutal. But you know what? I didn't stop. I ran the entire freaking way. So, yes, I like a challenge. I like having goals. I'm a goal-oriented person. I need something in my 40s to keep me 
Just help me keep in shape. Help me to lose some weight. Just to have something new to pursue. And now I've done seven. Really proud of myself. It's amazing. All right. Going back to high school for this one. You ready? Okay. Tom, he says... We all had to read some of the same books while back in school. Catcher in the Rye, The Outsiders, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, etc. Okay. He goes, which one of those high school titles was your favorite that, to this day that you had to read? Huh. It's a good question. Do you remember? Well, Hamlet was one of my favorites. I loved Hamlet. That's, that's Shakespeare. Do you remember The Grapes of Wrath? Of course. Also a book that I really enjoyed. I know people thought I was crazy, but I really did enjoy it. Pride and Prejudice was a book that we got to read in one of my classes, one of my English slash writing classes. I didn't read that one. Other oh, people in my grade did so not So good. So, so, so good. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Um, gosh, not Odyssey, like Homer. I didn't love reading Homer. I like the Scarlet Letter. I thought it was drastic, but I thought the Scarlet Letter was, was pretty brilliant as well. What else? If I think of any other ones, I, I will mention them. But those are a few that stuck with me. To Kill a Mockingbird, of course. I was going to say that one. That oh, was you my were? Favorite. Okay, yeah. gotcha. All right. Tom uh, Sawyer. Didn't you read Tom Sawyer? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Uh, what was the other one? Huckleberry Finn. Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn. That's Mark Twain. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, let's go with some food here. Phil wants to know. Oh, how about Moby Dick? Did you read Moby I Dick in high school? Moby Dick. No, you did? That's it's cool. dark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a long book. It is. They call me Ishmael. <laughs> Sorry about that. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, so Phil wants to know, have you ever made pasta from scratch? Oh, no, I have not. Uh, back to my best friend, Stephanie, who makes everything from scratch. Uh, she has, and I've seen other people do it, but I've never made pasta from scratch. I am i don't even make my own sauce. My brother makes his own sauce because he's a good Italian boy. Another food here. Randy wants to know, what's the craziest ice cream flavor you've ever had? Wow. I, huh. I'm not sure. That might require some thought. I think you might have stumped me. I don't generally get real crazy. Uh, I I like to know that I'm going to enjoy my ice cream. Vanilla usually does it for me. Vanilla? You're so vanilla? <laughs> uh, I, I do enjoy incorporating things like mocha or, you know, that type of thing. Uh, maybe the... the Blackberry, uh, what's that rum? Rum something. Yeah. Um, rum raisin? Rum something? Nah, I don't no. like raisins. Yeah. I don't do raisins in anything. I, honestly, I don't think I've done a whole lot of crazy flavors. Um, some of those Ben and Jerry flavors when I was a kid, because I grew up in New Hampshire, so Ben and Jerry's was everywhere. But really, I would say mocha ice cream is probably <laughs> the okay. craziest coffee ice cream. Yeah, coffee chocolate chip or coffee chip. Matt wants to know, do you have any hidden talents? Well, does piano count as hidden? I play the piano. It's not, I mean, it's something I don't do on the radio, so maybe that means it's hidden. What other hidden talents? Um, well, there's one that I can't share with you. It's, Hmm. you would never look at me the same way. No, I have to know. No, I can't. I will never say it on the radio. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it because it would it's embarrassing and you'll never think of me the same. I like I'm dying to know this. Well, I I, to. that's that's the whole point is you're, you you don't get to know. I will not you, stop it's asking. a hidden talent. If I tell you it's not hidden <laughs> anymore, true. isn't it? That's that's a good point. Okay. Uh, Mike wants but to But I can't dance mm. and I'm really nervous about dancing at my own wedding reception. Oh, we'll be fine. I just move around and bebop. I don't dance. What's she supposed to do? I, I cuz I I don't know. I just don't look elegant. I'm going to be wearing a wedding dress for heaven's sakes. I want to look good when I dance, but I won't. It'll be fine. I flop. <laughs> <laughs>
Last one before rapid fire. Mike wants to know, do you put your heat below or above 65 when it's cold out? Do you want to know what it's on right now? I do. 61. And it hasn't kicked on because the lowest it's gotten in my house has been 62. But, Jay, I came home from Atlanta and the dog sitter had it set at 71. 71? I almost croaked. I walked in. I thought it was in a freaking sauna. No, I sleep better in the cold. Sleep better in the cold. So my my heat will not come on until it gets down to 60, 61 in the house. All right. Let's close out with some rapid fire. Good New Hampshire girl. Streaming or cable? Oh, man. Right now, still cable. Sweet or savory? Savory. Horseback riding or bicycling? Horseback riding. Sculpture or mural? Mural. Singing birds or ocean waves? Ocean waves. That's my happy place. Headphones or speakers? Speakers. Left or right? Right. Live theater or movie? I'll go live theater or symphony if if that's an option. Sure. Last one here. Breakfast in bed or dinner at the table? Breakfast in bed, baby. Bring it. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.